Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Desiree Dubois, founder of An Empowered Woman and Let's Talk Success. And we support women that are starting, fixing, and building their businesses through our radio shows, our TV shows, our mastermind meetings, and our awesome live events. And, you know, I often have conversations with somebody, and it gets really invigorating and really stimulating. I say, gosh, I wish we had recorded that. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to start these conversations amongst our community because they know, they've experienced it, they've been there, they've done that, and let them share their information with you. So today I have the pleasure of having quite a stellar cast. I have um, Shameen Holmes, who is with LA Vision Properties. Shameen, and I guess Shameen, you want to say hi? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. I have Ellen Reed, who is the founder of Self Publishing Excellence. But you also have a couple of different phrases for that, Ellen. Do you want to say hi and tell us what you're known? Hi, for? everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy you invited me, Desiree. Thanks. Great. And what do you you call yourself as a book? Um, a book shepherd. Just book shepherd, uh, exactly. Um, I think that's so I unique. Well, I help authors who want to start their own independent publishing company and produce a book with excellence, just like a big house would do it, only they do it with their own company so that they get all the money. Awesome. Okay, so Esther, Esther Miller, you're the founder of Whoop-Ass Healing. Yes? (laughs) Indeed. Thank you. Hello, everyone. And um, did I miss anyone? Is anyone else with us? Did I miss anyone? Great. So, ladies and um, gentlemen, some, what the conversation was that um, are you an entrepreneur? Are you cut out to be an entrepreneur? And sometimes people question it when they're not able to reach their goals, when they're frustrated. Maybe they feel they don't have enough capital or time or support. And we were talking about a couple of things that you do need. And these ladies are going to share their experiences and what their thoughts on it. One of them is having to be focused, disciplined, and dedicated. Another is be willing to work harder, longer, and for a lot less at times. To be resilient, um, willing to try over and over and over again, willing to learn, constantly um, investing in your education because you will never know it all. Um, being able to handle adversity, you know, not take things personally because you, know, you won't like everybody, you can't please everybody, and they, you know, and they may not always like you. And then being able to handle the challenges, you know, the pressure, the timelines, and expensive mistakes that we're all going to make in the process. To have patience, you know, not only with people, but the process and with bringing your ideas to fruition. Um, Be willing to sacrifice. You know, sometimes you don't have any money, have any time, or even have a life. And most importantly, to believe, to believe, to believe that you, like you've never believed before, because sometimes you're the only one that's believing in your dream, and you have to maintain that to make it through. So who wants to share something first? <laughs> I know you've experienced all those different things at one time or another. So I would. I'd like, to probably, share yes. I'd like to share something, mm-hmm. Desiree, because I can't stay out of them too long. I think to be flexible, for example, in the book business, things changed. Remember 15 years ago, everybody didn't know how to, do, um, how to independently publish a book. There was no create space, none of that. And it was a different game. And you have to be able as an entrepreneur to understand and know what changes in your industry are happening so that you can help the people that you want to help. That's that very really valid. Oh, yeah. No. But you've had to do that. I mean, you had to change careers to me, right? 
Uh, definitely. Uh, when the real estate market crashed uh, back in 2008, definitely I reinvented myself and got into the space of uh, entrepreneurship, which was perfect for me because that's what I always have uh, done. I had had a woman's apparel business and uh, an event uh, planning business for over 25 years. So I got into a space where I really served entrepreneurs, worked for a firm called CEO Space for 10 years, and really learned the insides and outs of how to become a successful entrepreneur through systems and strategies and just the sequencing of business. That is one of the most important things people uh, seem to forget, that everything has to be done in the process. So it gave me a, a, a bigger perspective on really how to help with the knowledge and access to resources and capital to help entrepreneurs grow their business. Desiree, so it's Esther. You've had a change. Hi, Esther. Yes. Hi. And I wanted to tag on to that because what she just mentioned is so vital. It's regarding how we start, how we fix, or how we build our businesses. And I love that intro about what you're talking about because Anytime we create a new product, a new program, a new service, we're always starting and fixing and building our businesses. There's just not one, this one magic pill we take. It's an evolution. It's a process. Um, it's, it's basically called metanoia, the journey of changing one's mind, one's heart, one's self, or one's way of life. It's metanoia. And we thread that through our businesses, whether we are book um, creators, or for me as a trauma recovery coach, because, you know, I mentor sexual abuse victims to self-heal their trauma um, so that they can have a calm and drama-free life, right, and start taking back their power. But what, mm-hmm. what she said was the strategies and the processes. The strategies are what you need to do. The tactics are how you do it. And the processes is, are, are the system to follow. We need all three of those in order to have a thriving, robust, abundant business. And then all of these things we talked about, the resilience, the tenacity, being focused and dedicated, believing in ourselves, willing to learn. If we filter things through the strategies, tactics, and processes, if we say each of those three containers, one is strategy, one container is tactics, one is process, how can I learn? How can I be dedicated um, to each of these three containers so that when you, you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a visionary, um, fill up those containers, oh, my gosh, we have such juicy data and information and metrics and stuff to output into the world, you know, because I'm on a global mission. I'm not afraid to say this. I'm on a global mission to bring a fresh approach to self-healing trauma. But I can't do it without a structure. I can't do it without the strategies, the tactics, and the processes. So I just wanted to throw that in. No, but it's important because sometimes, again, you know, we're speaking to all the people that are trying, and I see that we have a guest online, another uh, caller, so stay with us. I'm going to come to you and hear what your feedback is. Um, you, we, and you get stuck, and like you're saying, it's, it's more than just taking your wonderful talent out there and thinking, now I'm going to open a business. It's so easy to get a website up and to start doing social media and get clients without any baseline, you know, and you have sometimes have to go back to basics, which many of us have had to do, including myself from time to time when you feel like you're getting stuck. 
You know, so precisely, it's really, really valid. Precisely. And, you know, the precursor to any business entity that you're going to dream up or think about putting out there is there's this process of awakening. We have an awakening before the awareness. We say, oh, we want to teach this. We want to, you know, as a coach, I, I say, oh, I want people to have this awareness that they can self-heal their trauma. Okay, that's great. There's, there's, let's scoot it up. Let's back it up. There's the awakening that must happen before. And, you know, our dog sleeps with us. Harry Connor Jr. is his name. <laughs> so Harry sleeps with us, and I see him every morning do this process, the system of what he does to get out of bed. He yawns big, and he stretches his body big and wide, right? And then he, he shakes it out. So he's awakening, and then he's amidst. And then he's aware, oh, my food is in my bowl. i got to get off the bed and go eat. So, you know, we have the awakening that must come, the being amidst, and then being mm-hmm. aware to get anything out, so I'm gonna, to get anything birthed. So I'm, so I'm going to open the line because I think we have someone that has a question, so give us one moment. Let's see. Hi there. Someone has a 747 number. How are you doing? Good morning, Desiree. How are you? I'm fine. Who's this? This is Kathy Thompson of Amen Health Incorporated. Great. Thank you for joining us. So do you have a question you want to ask? Yes. I'd like to speak to the last speaker for a moment. She mentioned that she has uh, is trying to structure healing for women who have been survivors of domestic violence. That is um, mm-hmm. the... Um, uh, operation of Amen Health. We handle uh, formerly homeless women and women who have um, been violated. And I'd like to get more information from her. Uh, uh, will you be sending uh, contact information for these ladies following this? I sent the, I sent the, I sent the email out um, this morning with their website. But um, uh, Esther, why don't you share your information, and then we'll go back to the entrepreneur, the questions about being an entrepreneur. Okay. Oh yes, oh, I, I, did. I did. I did see Esther's name. I just didn't know her name when I came on. I, yeah. I didn't have her name. Okay. Yeah, that's her website, Will Bass Healing. And do you want to show your number really quickly, Esther? Sure. Uh, Go ahead, Esther. Do you want our cell? Our it's www.willbasshealing.com. <laughs> Or www.abusehealed.com, and you can download a free gift. And for all of your listeners, Desiree, um, we teach about taming trauma triggers. And when you learn to do that, things are thriving. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I want to do, though, is some people are listening to find out more about some of the things that we've experienced as an entrepreneur. And thank you. Thank you for sharing, uh, for asking that information. So as far as like you know, Shamin and and um, and uh, and uh, Ellen, Ellen, if you can, I had if you can change phones, that would be awesome because there's a little feedback coming from your phone. So if you can change phones or change something, there's some feedback coming. Um, tell us about times when you have thought that you you're going to be out of business or that you had to. Um, you were out of money or time or didn't have a team or what you did to be able to come back, a time when you needed to be focused and you had to get off focus either going through 
a divorce or a death in the family or whatever it is that got you off focus, how you got back on track. So what the people want to hear today is like some of the things that they can do when they encounter these things, like if you have an adverse client, a client that was not cooperative and you wanted what you, what you had to do. So give them some takeaways of what you had to do in your journey to be able to keep you, um, you know, keep you going. But Ellen, you've had some. You've been in business for a long time. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I've had some adversity, right? Um, hi, everybody. Can, is this Go better? Ahead. I picked up we the are. handset. Can you hear me better now, Desiree? Yeah. Is this better? Thank okay. You so much. I, Perfect. you know, the book industry changed so much. Dan Pointer was my mentor back in uh, the late. 1999, and when I got started in business, and and then when things started to change, I had to think about, well, where am I going to get my next client? Because I don't know how to find them. How do you know when somebody's writing a book? You don't know, and you don't know how they find you. So I started book contests, and I started the National Indie Excellence Awards, and then the, a couple of years later, it's in its 11th year, and then I started the Beverly Hills Book Awards in its fifth year, and this year I started the Body, Mind, Spirit Book Awards, and I did that to count, to make sure that I had money coming in and also to be able to be a good book shepherd to people who needed me, who couldn't afford me that much, and and still have an income coming in. So this is personal in a way because, you know, entrepreneurs don't get salaries. I am beholden to my clients to pay me uh, my fee because I'm not mm-hmm. a coach. I'm a I'm a shepherd. In other words, if you want to learn about how to be a book producer, I'm not your girl. But if you want me to do it with you, for you, and to help you get started, then I am. So there were fewer and fewer of those. But now it's interesting mm-hmm. they're coming back, and I have no, I don't know why. But I do do advertising in Publishers Weekly. I, you have to be creative and think about where can I find my people. And that's what happened to me. And I, I just love what I do. I don't know if that helps anybody or not. What do you think, Desiree? Oh, that's ingenious. Oh, absolutely. I think it's ingenious, you know, because... I think, you know, again, we all have those, those valleys, those, they say the high, the feast or famine type of thing, and you're trying to keep the cash flowing because your bills and your expenses stay the same. And being able to, again, do something to reach out, how you did that, contest to reach out to potential authors. So, Shamin, what have you done? And then Esther, the same thing, because clients are the base of our businesses. So we constantly, right. it's a constant process. mean i know you're um, oh, you want me? i didn't know if esther was gonna okay. go you're with, gonna go. with, with clients it is always uh reinventing your your strategy for marketing or always uh going out and networking and meeting people you never know where you're gonna get you know a great referral from so i do re- believe in referral business when you do um, build great relationships with people, um, your business does continue. And I think that's what's happened a lot with Ellen as she was uh, explaining is that people really get to know you and like you and like you yourself, Desiree, that we have gone through, you know, ups and downs and the economy has a lot to do with what has happened in Mm -hmm. all of our businesses. I think we all have, uh, the groundwork and um, the integrity that people are attracted and and do like doing business with us. But there's sometimes there's things that uh, we have to be aware of that has happened in the economy that has changed the way people are actually spending their money. So I, I just do believe in always encouraging entrepreneurs, being there to support them, um, with other resources that I may have that if I can share to help them because 
it is all about entrepreneurship. And as we go to year 2020, um, you know, we have to have at least create new jobs. And the only way that's going to happen is through small businesses. And so if we continue on this path to realize that this has to happen for our economy to sustain, we have to create 20 million jobs by the year 2020. And that only can happen by small businesses, creating new businesses and really helping, you know, our young entrepreneurs too to understand how important it is that, you know, we don't always have to go the job route. You can create something innovative um, that can serve people, help people. Um, And I think that once we get that mission going with a lot of young entrepreneur um, organizations, that will really help that it's part of college curriculums now, entrepreneurship. So it is very important. And, you know, there was a time when people didn't take, when you use that word entrepreneur, they didn't take you serious. It's like, you, you know, basically a fluff, fluff job or, you know, you know, not really taken seriously, but it is a serious position that we take on. The time that we put into anything we do, the average entrepreneur works over 17 hours a day. And that's because we, we love and we are passionate about what we're doing. So that if we can, you know, start, it's, it's getting to be a more attractive title now. And so I think that's great, and we're moving forward in that arena, that, you know, we are being respected for the hard work that we, we put into our businesses. And that's, you know, we should be just as respected as anyone else, as a doctor or a lawyer. Um, and we have the ability in these types of positions that there's no glass ceiling with us. We can, you know, you can make as much money as you want, as hard as you work, you find your niche, and really just expand on it. Can I jump in here, Desiree? Yes, yes. I think what you said is so important because somebody said on the Internet, no one knows you're a dog, and the truth is we can be as old or as young as we want to be on the Internet, but I also feel that it's important (laughs) to be in person, like the events you had. I think you're still having them, Mm -hmm. Desiree, is to get out among Mm -hmm. them. You know, we're so stuck in front Mm -hmm. of our computers that I think we just have to Mm -hmm. get out there and be with people. I belong to uh, the Mm -hmm. National Association of Women Business Owners. I join everything I possibly can so that people, I can meet people, which I love people, and it's important that I go whether they hire me or not. I think an entrepreneur has Mm -hmm. to get out from behind the computer and go out and be around people who are potential clients or uh, whatever, for any reason. Does anybody agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. You know, Ellen, uh, Desiree and I, we belong, to, we belong to a mastermind group together, and we learn the process of speaking to serve. And when people are with you and you're amongst people, they can feel your essence. They can feel your authenticity. They can see it, believe it. Um, and it's so vital to be out amongst you know, the souls that are going to need your craft or your work or your genius, right? right. I love right. that you said that. It's so vitally important. Good. We have a, a caller, uh, 646. I'm going to bring you on the line. So hold on one moment. Good morning. Who's this? The 646 area code. Who's this? Oh, they just dropped. It's dropped. Okay. Um, you know, so what are ladies have, what have you done to handle adversity though? I mean, you know, what happens again? Just think about that. How do you handle adversity? Because some people handle it really well and some people 
that it breaks them down. And it's, when, it, when you just get so involved in the process and it breaks you down, then you're losing. You're losing your productivity. You're losing your energy. You're losing your spirit. And But it's going to come. It's going to happen. So how have you had some and how have you handled it? Esther, for you, for example, because you're dealing with a very sensitive issue. You know, people are oh, you know, pretty fragile. Yeah, I'm dealing with a really high tension issue, you know. First off, um, I have stayed in my lane. I have crafted my business early on to only be, on the onset, a clergy sexual abuse trauma recovery coach. Because, you know, our mess is our message. That was my mess. I was a victim of clergy sexual abuse as a minor girl. So I learned to create a category of one. I was like this lone ranger out there. People are like, you're not even a licensed therapist. I'm like, no shit. I know I'm not a licensed therapist, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's but okay. <laughs> I, have, I have done to myself what other people are looking for. I have self-healed my trauma. You know, I had spent years in therapy. I wasn't getting well enough, fast enough. And so I devised a system, a unique branded system, if you will, um, of how to clear out all of the trauma and learn how to tame the trauma triggers in myself. I wasn't planning to be a trauma recovery coach. So um, I went to this uh, conference and one person asked me, they're like, well, you're not a licensed therapist. What, what credibility do you have? And, and like, what are your credentials? <laughs> and I said, in all humility, I, <laughs> I know, I said, my life is my credential. Man, that table of women shut up so fast. And they're like, say more, tell us more, right? And I began to tell them the whole process of how, um, you know, I sued the Catholic Church. I couldn't put my perpetrator behind bars, but I could sue the entity that, that allowed the abuse to happen to me. And I vowed to God, universe, source, I don't know who was up there or where, or Shim. <laughs> I was like, I will use all of my settlement money to figure this out. And I have, <laughs> and I'm doing it, you know, and uh, um, stay in your lane, people. Create a category of one, uh, because when we are, are our own unique best client, then we can teach our genius. Then we, can, we have credibility and vulnerability that catapults us, right? So that's what I've mm-hmm. learned. I've learned to stand in my container here and say, my life is my credential. That's fantastic. fantastic. I hope you wrote and, a book and, about you know, it. <laughs> I hope you did. I can't know because really, I mean, I see thousands of books because of the contest. I'm probably the only person in the world that sees self-published books all in one room. But really, it's true. You have a story there. Regardless of me, you Uh-oh. have a story. You guys need to connect. You guys need to collect, connect. Because I, I agree with her 100%. You know, and we believe, and that's on our business cards, um, experience is the best teacher. You know, so I've always been, you know, you can take a course, you can take a class, you can take, you know, go to school for something, but there's nothing like experiencing it firsthand. And, and you know, there's nothing like that, and that's who, um, that's who you are. So, Shamin, what about you as far as having adversity? You know, what, how do you handle it? Yeah, I would say <laughs> with adversity, I think one of the things you've listed is to learn and be open to learn a new field because um, mm-hmm. in our real estate industry, Desiree, as you know, it's basically the lights mm-hmm. went out one day. And, yep. and I was <laughs> a, the real estate agent, and my husband did the loan side. 
And um, so we had to, like, really reinvent ourselves. And so you just, I kind of went back to what I like doing, helping people, but I ended up helping them in a, in a category of entrepreneurship that really, uh, you know, set a fire in me. And so I worked late hours trying to figure out this new uh part of my business that I was going to develop and I you know just learning new strategies networking like crazy and you know went into something I absolutely didn't know anything about you know I ended up coaching as an entrepreneur and you know I could really help people but it was something that I thought I couldn't do but I just kept trying and working hard and you know one day it was like the light bulb went off and I was speaking and I was like, who said that? Like, you know, like I really got what I was doing. <laughs> and, and going to conferences, always learning from, you know, experts and, right. you know, listening in, it really <clears throat> can up your game. And so that, you know, we went from not knowing anything to having the largest uh, club for CEO space in the world. So it's something where you, you could start off at the bottom, and I used to watch all the other people who were the number ones, and I would go and sit with them and ask questions. How did you develop your market? How do you, you know, get the entrepreneurs to come to your meetings? Just learning all that and just seeing it grow over the years, you know, it will amaze you what can happen. The other, you can have a personal, you know, adversity. Like right now I'm going through a divorce, so I have to go through like, okay, how do I do this all again, um, come back into a real estate arena, still do my event um, business and, you know, pleasure events too. But still you can still do stuff and learn from everything along the line. Having a great support system has always been, you know, I have great friends and family that support you and, you know, the relationships you build over the years will come back and really support you. So, I would say, like, you can overcome any adversity no matter what. It could be a tragic illness, um, a divorce or whatever, or the economy, but there's just ways that you really don't give up. You keep your faith um, first and your passion for what you're doing. If you love serving people, you know, then you find what arena you want to serve them in. And I think you can you could, always know you can reinvent yourself, and that's the greatest thing about being in a – a country that we could do whatever we want, and, you know, there's just no limit on the things you can do if you, you know, just use from the education you can get, the resources, and you could come together and just say, hey, now I want to be this. And, I, and, you know, but you really have to love what you want to do. It's not just always for the love of the money of it. So that's, I think, very important. If you love what you, you're doing, then you will just really be successful in whatever you take on. Right. Right, right, right. Agreed. And I love the part about learning because so many people think they know it all and they just don't want to invest anymore into training and classes. And I think all of us, you know, are almost seminar junkies. I mean, like even, you know, again, as far as be the home masterminds or different groups in order because that's how you learn amongst each other. You know, and also it takes a lot of discipline. I know, um, Ellen, you work primarily at home, and you, and you have to be really disciplined every day as far as what your work day is going to look like and as far as constantly promoting yourself and constantly, you know, like you said, seeking clients. How do you, how do you discipline yourself? How do you stay focused? 
I'm a I'm a serious workaholic though, and I love what I do so much. <laughs> and the internet has just changed my life. I remember when I first discovered the internet, I said I'll never be lonely again. But it's true. I mean, uh, it's, it's it's fabulous between that and Facebook and anything else, and staying in touch with what's going on in the world. Is that funny? Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, I work all the time. I check my email. I call people. There's different time zones all over the place. And it's just wonderful, wonderful. That's why I do it. I do it because of the people that I get to meet, people I get to serve, and uh, and I just love it. So I'm, I am seriously a workaholic, but a good kind, a good, a good girl, good workaholic girl. Well, you know, the thing... You know, the thing is, you touched on something, and we have only less than uh, two minutes left, but I'm struggling for the a word that describes what I do, because I don't feel like it's work. And it doesn't sound like any of you ladies feel the same thing. I mean, you love what you do, so I'd rather be doing what I'm doing, like this conversation. This doesn't feel like work to me, you know, and I'm rather be doing this and doing a lot of other things. It's not. So when people say, what are you doing? And I say, well, I'm working. But then they say, oh, you work so much. Well, well, no, I'm not really working. I'm like talking. I'm creating videos. I'm creating events. And to mean the same thing. When you plan an event, you know how exciting that is. And after, you know, when you go to these masterminds or you go to these you're training, you're traveling. It doesn't feel like work. I mean, obviously there's parts of it, you know, whether it's the admin or the accounting or things that we that actually kick us into that. But the majority of what we're doing from our hearts, the talents that we're sharing, what could we call that? We need to find a different oh, word. Oh, I know what to call work. it. I, I, I know what to I know call it. it. I know what to call it, too. Yeah. We all know what to call it. What do you want to call yeah. it? I call it a calling. We had a I calling. I call it infotainment. <laughs> That's great. Oh, someone <laughs> says, what are you doing? You're, I'm an infotainer. Not everybody <laughs> wanted to be a book shepherd. I mean, it came it, it came to me to be one. It came to you, um, Shamin, to do your thing. It came to to each of us our own thing to do. And when we know what that is, <laughs> there's no, it's not work. Right. So, Shamin, what do you call it? I don't know. Those are some good ones. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> Because um, I hate to keep telling people I'm working when I'm not really working. I feel like I'm playing, you know? But then if I say yeah, I'm playing, like then it's like with me. <laughs> I'll come play over here. I was like, no, I want to play like with my computer. I like it. But like um, Ellen, I, want, I can find a new program. I want to figure out this program or how to do this or how to do whatever. So it's fascinating. It's wonderful. Fascinating. It is yep. fascinating, and it's wonderful. And it is true. We have to give credence to the fact that we are in a country where we have that freedom because that, you know, that is a blessing, you know. So, um, what in closing? What would you like? To, what empowering thoughts would you like to leave our listeners with today? I would like to say, do what you love, and the money will follow. Somebody else said that. Somebody smarter than me, but I think it's really true. Uh, who who said that? But anyway, do what you love, and the money will love follow. It. And that's just the truth of it. Who said that? Um, years ago, I don't remember. That. Oh, I okay. Know. Well, anyway, I like I it. Who's next? <laughs> and what's I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say, get three things for your business: a business mentor, a spiritual mentor, and a life coach. Awesome! Thank you, thank you. And Shamine, what empowering yeah. thought would you like to leave our listeners with today? I would just like to say, just continue to share your resources because. It's so important as entrepreneurs, if we can help somebody get to their destination a lot faster um, because of the things that we've been through, 
and, and giving back, taking on another young entrepreneur and helping them uh, grow in their business. Because it is Thank very you. important you the- truly have to be part of this. The solution is entrepreneurship all the way around. So we just have to give back to support other people. And, and you know, because it's hard, so we have to be there to give them that extra push that they need sometime when they want to give up. I agree, and that's, um, you know, and the thing is that you mentioned, like, entrepreneurship. It, people forget that, you know, Thomas Edison and, and Steve Jobs, and, I mean, all these people are entrepreneurs, and without these entrepreneurs, you would not be on this phone today. You wouldn't even have the technology. So it's all thanks to entrepreneurs, people who had an idea, believed in it, stayed focused, stayed disciplined, and made it come water to fruition. So what I'd like to leave this with today is that if you have that, fire inside of you. Do not let anyone or anything dim the light that shines within. And until we meet again, stay empowered. And thank you, thank ladies. You, Have an awesome Wonderful weekend. to talk to you, you, women. Thank, thank you all. Bye. 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 Love you much. Take care.